0: Child and adolescent mental health disorders. Sixty percent with most depression, and eighty percent with anxiety.
1: That's I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. being
0: bullied sometimes to
2: It death. seems the passage of time has only made bullying I've worse. I've seen a lot of
1: bullying. Happening. This is an issue
0: that touches just about every family. There's just it's a constant pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life. Meeting teenagers where we are and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project.
2: We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. Today I'm with local teens talking about topics that matter. Let's get real about a topic that we rarely talk about, clicks. We know that they can positively or negatively affect us, and hopefully our conversation will educate and shine a light on how we might set healthier boundaries with those we interact with at school. Welcome, and thank you all for being here. So, clicks it's something that we know exist, and they can be good or bad. Um, tell me what your thoughts are on clicks in high school today. Do they exist?
1: Well, they definitely do. Yeah. They are in schools everywhere. Um, it doesn't matter the age. It's all throughout elementary school to high schools. And, yeah, it's um, it's a really common thing to kind of have to be peer pressured almost into a certain clique and kind of choose your own group of friends. Okay.
0: I feel like cliques are more relevant in high school as opposed to elementary school. Like my mm-hmm. friends said, they do exist, but I feel like it's more so in high school.
2: Okay. Yeah. So did you notice them starting to develop in middle school or? Yeah, I would say it starts in middle school for sure. Well, so before we really dive into this, let's talk about what are the cli- what are some clicks? Like, give us some examples, good or bad.
0: <laughs> well, we've got the jocks, we've mm-hmm. got mean girls, we've got you know the band geeks, as some people would call them. Yep. Um, there's nerdy the kids. nerds. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: So, if I'm understanding, they're pretty much the same as when I was in high school, which was a long time ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, I feel like they haven't changed. Right. As time has went on, they haven't changed at all.
2: And a lot of those end up being about affiliations that you're involved in. So if you play band, you may become a band geek. If you're into science or math, you might become a nerd or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're a jock, obviously you play sports. Um, are there other cliques that are maybe more uh, kind of out there subversive that you see people getting involved in? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there are. there are some kids that are – I guess, involved in multiple clicks, if that makes sense. Like, some don't really choose. Like, some play sports and are focused on their studies. Okay. So, it's really, I don't know. It just kind of depends on, like, what you're involved in, I guess, says a lot about what kind of friend group you have.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm involved in multiple different cliques, I guess you would say. Okay. Um. But also at the same time, I'm not really a part of everyone. I'm just – I kind of bounce around because I get along with everybody. Right. Yeah, so I fit in with the nerd group because I'm taking a bunch of smart classes. I fit in with all the sporty people because those are just, you know, the people I grew up with, and those are have always been my friends, I guess.
2: Right. Yeah. What about you? Are you in multiple cliques?
1: Yes. Yeah, because I, I play – uh, a couple sports, basketball and golf. And um, so those are definitely different cliques than the people that are in really like advanced and smart classes.
2: Okay. Um, so really a lot of your activity is driving kind of where your friend groups originate from. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is there's some crossover in that. You mentioned a minute ago, mean girls, like, and we've all seen the movie probably. Mm-hmm. Like, Is that a real <laughs> thing?
0: Um. Yeah, I would say so. There are for sure a few girls I can think of at my school that are definitely part of that
1: mean girl stereotype. I would have to say that it definitely is like evident, but I think it kind of fades out as we get older. think so. Through high school, because it's definitely there in middle school or at least developing. And then it's still there, like freshman and sophomore year, I would say. Yeah, and I guess it as we, fade. yeah, it fades out as we mature and get mm-hmm. older. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. So, you know, in understanding that, like, what are the downsides of, of being affiliated with a clique? I mean, I know you guys are involved in groups and therefore have these cliques. I'm assuming there's some negative aspects to it also. Can we talk about that?
0: Yeah, um, I think that being a part of a clique can be limiting. You know, there might be someone out there that you've never talked to before that you might actually have a lot more in common with or you might get along better with, but you just don't know because you haven't talked to them before.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you miss out on activities that one group may do and you might actually quite enjoy it, like my friend was saying, so...
2: So how do you think you get past that you know, and recognize, are there other groups that you might fit in or want to be a part of?
1: I think we kind of just have to forget as students that there are cliques that exist. Right. And I know that's easier said than done, but we kind of just have to branch out, I guess, and not be afraid to talk to kids that we haven't talked to before. And
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the best way to do that is to just get out of your shell a little bit and maybe yeah try doing something that you've always wanted to do, but you just never had the courage to
2: get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. So really it's about breaking down some of these boundaries that we've sort of imposed upon ourselves for cliques that we're in Mm -hmm. and trying to see is there a place that I might fit by trying something new or different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I know personally, like, I've always wanted to try playing an instrument. I've just never really gone through with it or had the time as an excuse because I've been doing sports and involved in my studies more.
2: And you don't want to be a band geek, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't mean that you might not be really great at playing an instrument. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast around social media and the effects that it has on the lives of, of you all today. How do you think social media plays into perpetuating stereotypes around clicks or staying connected with people, does it help them? Does it hurt them? Has no effect?
1: I think with cliques, stereotypes are definitely an issue almost because it's kind of just, it creates like division, right? I guess, between kids and stereotypes come with that. If we are unfamiliar with something or we don't, want to take the time to talk to someone new then we kind of just blame them for being different than our own beliefs or
2: ideals which really kind of sounds like a fear culture in all honesty (laughs) yeah so do you think social media helps that or hurts that
0: Mm -hmm. i think that social media kind of like hurts the click stereotype Mm -hmm. um i know on my instagram i scroll through and i see all these like all the pretty mean girls and It just, I don't know, it just kind of like emphasizes that there's a difference because, you know, some of the, I guess, less popular clicks, their Instagrams aren't as up to date and as pretty and (laughs) has a feed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it does kind of hurt.
2: So really by seeing other people's feeds, you could automatically limit yourself by feeling like you don't belong.
0: Yeah,
2: You know, if there's a group you want to be involved in and you look at it and think, well, my life doesn't look like theirs, perhaps I won't be welcome or involved. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, yeah absolutely. for sure. And does that have a negative effect on your self-esteem?
0: Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> does it? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I go through my Instagram and I see all these pretty girls and their perfect pictures and they're – thousand plus likes on their photos. And it just, I don't know, it just makes me feel worse about myself.
2: Well, I certainly don't know why. I mean, I'm not saying you're not entitled to that, but you're a pretty girl yourself. So
0: (laughs) thank you. Um,
2: But, you know, that being said, what do you think that we could do to start transcending some of these boundaries and and really getting us to blend or mix more with other groups? Is that possible?
1: It is, but it's going to take a lot of work and efforts for everyone to kind of maybe put less effort and time into making their social media feeds look perfect and aesthetic yeah I think we should
0: um each person as an individual needs to just focus on like themselves and like she said Mm -hmm. not focusing on their social media but maybe interacting with real people yeah as opposed to
2: So at the heart of this, social media really is a contributor to perpetuating some of these stereotypes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's, that's what I figured. And, and it's really hard because, you know, your generation is identifying with other people's highlight reels. And the reality is, you know, we know that real life doesn't look like what most people's Instagram feeds do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean as we're scrolling that we don't, and I, and I'm guilty of it too, think, oh, I wish I had that, or I wish I was doing that, or. That person looks better than I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's human nature. Um, but to your point, you're saying we need to set that aside and really see people first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focus on what's real.
1: Yeah. We um we both actually had a teacher that always told us to see people as people first right. before anything else. So. Yeah. Right.
2: Which is really a lot of the work we're focused on doing and why we love having these conversations. Yeah. So I know you both have done a lot of work on social media. Um, and, and again, this conversation's about clicks, but I think this is an important thread to pull through. What are the things that you think that we should know or the community should know around the negative effects of social media and how it's impacting you in school today? Not to put you on the spot here. Oh, no.
0: I don't know. I think we spend a lot more time focusing on social media feeds, like we said before, and that just overall like affects our school life. Like it affects how we see different people. It can get in the way of our schoolwork, and it just overall like kind of blocks out the real part of life. And we really just need to set that aside and just I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Work on real life. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, and like in social media and clicks in school, I think they're definitely connected in the sense that they create a sort of peer pressure, I guess, to you have to like choose what you want to do in order to make yourself look better. Like you can't do everything. You have to just be one thing.
2: And do you think there's an opportunity, though, to positively use social media with regards to clicks to start looking at people that may have interest outside of yours to identify are there people or groups that you want to be involved with? Could could it be used that way or is it?
1: Yeah, I think it can cuz I know on like Facebook, I think. I'm not sure. I don't really use it that I much. I was going to say but... do you use Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> but I do have it and when I was setting up my account, they had questions like what are your interests? Okay. Or there's some media sites that do things like that and I okay. think that definitely if that's on like your profile page, if it shows your interests, and that can definitely help get people connected and
2: So, you know, we talk a lot um, or have recently around how how do you all self-regulate? I mean, you're saying put the phone down um, and connect with people in real life. How do you modulate yourself?
0: Um, I actually have a time limit set up on my phone. So once I reach like two hours of social media per day, all of my apps will automatically turn off and lock itself. And you have to, if you want to get back on that app, you actually have to go into your settings and. Unblock it to allow yourself to do that. So, oh, wow. whenever I see that little timer, it just I give myself a mental note that I need to put down the phone and probably do something that's more, um, more beneficial with my life. I right, guess. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That's fantastic. How about you?
1: I personally just try to. Get involved in something else. Like I just okay. okay, put the phone down and go do something else, okay. and just stay active. And so, making mental notes. Yeah,
2: yeah. And is that successful for you?
1: It is for most of the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I think you know a lot of times we have parents that are listening to this or teachers. What do you, what do you think that they should know from your perspective around clicks and or social media today? You know, what are the things that you have an opportunity to tell them that you wish they knew or would see differently?
1: Well, I think, I mean, as a student almost done with high school, I would really like to see younger kids being told that they can be involved in anything.
2: Right? Yeah. They want
1: to? I think parents encouraging their children
0: to um to go out and try something different mm-hmm. is you know yeah
2: absolutely a good thing that should
0: happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely valuable, and and at. At the end of the day, we're not all meant to do anything, but a lot of it is trial and error to figure out what you're good at. Yeah, were your absolutely. parents both encouragers of you kind of picking what was best fit for you?
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, my parents kind of stayed out of that um, aspect of my life. They really let me decide what I wanted to do and right. what works out for me. They never really pushed me to do anything. It just, they just let me decide for myself. Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine kind of did the same thing. Like my dad put um put a ball in my hand at a really young age and I just I fell in love with sports and he always told me to just go do what I enjoy. So
2: And you knew athletics was it because mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um is there anything else you think that we should know or share about this topic? I know we um have covered a lot here in a short time.
1: Um mm-hmm. Honestly, not too sure. I mean, cliques aren't necessarily all bad okay. to have in schools. What's bad about it is when kids are getting discluded, I guess, from being able to do activities with people they don't usually hang out with. Right. Um, but they can be positive to have because it's you have different groups in each like aspect. Right. In schools. What's the kind of community, really? Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, I mean, if if you look at, let's just take Band Geeks as an example. I mean, Mm -hmm. they make up the band. Yeah, they do. You know, without them, there is no band. Exactly. So, you know, that to me is a positive from that. I I think the question is is when when does that turn into a negative? When does being Mm -hmm. involved in a clique become something that's harmful or not helpful?
0: I guess it's just when you really want to try something new out and you feel like you can't because you're being held back by your group
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so uh, sometimes like she was saying a lot of the problem is when your own group is discouraging yeah, you doesn't want you to leave okay and go
0: join another group or it's telling it, you that you can't do that because you're so used to doing the one thing with them yeah absolutely
2: so what's that feeling like if you're involved in a group and they don't want you to go do something else I mean that feels a little like mean girl behavior. It may not be called that or look like that, but yeah. yeah. But what yeah. is that?
1: Well, it sucks.
0: <laughs> it does. It feels I mean... it feels bad, but it can also be good in a way because they could, I guess, when they're telling you to stay back with them, it makes you feel more like wanted and included in right. your own group, if that makes sense.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It could be good. Just mm-hmm. depends how you look at it.
1: <laughs> but right. that. Sorry, that's no, that's also where, I guess, an issue does lie, because that's where discourage of letting people try other things kind of comes into play, just because we're so used to what we've been doing, so we want to right. stick to that.
2: So really, to break out of that, you have to be willing to not only take the initiative and overcome your own fear or hesitation to do something, but Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to maybe go against your friend groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot to consider as you decide, hey, I want to be involved in something different or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see people that just simply don't make decisions to do other things because of the fear of disappointing their clique or the backlash they may get from leaving?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've seen it
2: before. Have you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just with friends when they, I don't know, I've known friends that have wanted to try other things or have wanted to try a new class or a new sport, but that's not what they're, they've are they done. That's not what they're good at. So their friends are telling them that they shouldn't, I guess.
2: So there's a lot of peer pressure in that.
1: Yeah. There is a lot
0: of peer pressure.
2: Wow. So it's back to school finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, are you both seniors this year? Yes.
1: So, how are we
2: feeling about senior year?
1: Well, class of 2020.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm feeling pretty good about it. I mean, yeah. taking a lot of hard classes. Mm-hmm.
2: Any unique pressures you feel with senior year?
1: Mm-hmm. Just usual, I guess. Just with college and trying to find scholarships and right offers and yeah, just.
2: Yeah. All that stuff. Yep. You have a whole life ahead of you. Um, Well, this was a great conversation. I appreciate both of you and your input on a topic that people need to know more about. I Mm -hmm. think we covered some good ground today. And um, thanks for being here. Thank Thank you. you. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844 493 8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, Cozy101.com, or KYGO.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. Teen Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.